Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. Uh, awesome. Thanks, Alec. Uh, Alec is one of my very close friends. I really appreciate you giving me that introduction, Ro. Um, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for this opportunity to, to speak. Um, yeah, I, uh, we've been going through a series for my campus ministry in Lansing, and I took one of the lessons and kind of altered it a little bit and uh, extended it to, to, to have it for you guys today. So we're going to be over in uh, Romans chapter 5. Uh, I'll be over in verse... Verse 1, Romans chapter 5, verse 1. And if you guys want a title for the lesson, the title I have is Run Until You Die. Alright? So, uh, when, when we enter Christianity, you know, we've been given a, a ticket uh, to eternity because of Jesus, right? But, but we cannot forget that there is still a race that has to be run. The race of, of the Christian life. Yeah. And on this race, it is, it is not enough for us to remain stagnant in our faith. God calls us to constantly grow in our faith. And God provides opportunities for us to grow in our faith. I believe that God has already allowed obstacles to get thrown in our way to mature our faith. And, and COVID-19, COVID-19 is is only one trial among the many other trials maybe each of you guys have faced this this year in 2020. But you know, our spiritual growth is dependent upon our ability to endure the race that is before us right now. So I want to ask you guys, you know, what what tools are you using on the race that you're running right now? You know, if we don't have the right tools, we're going to have a difficult time running this race. So we'll be here in Romans chapter 5, in verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. So so in this passage, we, we see Paul talking to the Romans about suffering as Christians, that we have to rejoice in our sufferings, right? And he says that, that there are things being produced when we endure the suffering. And these are some of the tools that I'm talking about. We have to run with perseverance. Our ability to bounce back up when it hurts is a must. Even when it hurts, we have to fight to get to where we want to be. We have to run with character. Our wisdom and maturity 
Keep us mindful of the route and the obstacles that come with it. And we have to run with hope. Without hope, there is no point of running the race in the first place. If we can trust that there will be results at the end, we will see a progression in the race that we run. So if we run with these tools in mind, then I think we are on our way to finishing the race that Jesus paid for us. So my first point is run with perseverance. We'll be over in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. And uh, in this scripture, I think, uh, so Paul, he's talking to the church in Corinth, and there's a couple of examples in here that I think uh, that perfectly illustrate what it means to persevere. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, we'll be in verse 24, it says, Do you not know that in a race... All the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, therefore I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave, so after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. So, so we see a couple examples in here uh, that Paul lists involving physical activity, right? You know, we see running and boxing. And I, I know from personal experience that, that these uh, exercises, they, they call us to persevere. When I participate in these kinds of activities, I am always, I am almost always tempted to give up right away. And, and Paul says that there is strict training for those who participate in such activities. You know, if, if runners or boxers want to be acknowledged, then they have to persevere through the pain that they face. Uh, you know, earlier this, this summer, I picked up a hobby of running. And... Uh, I have a, a few buddies in the Lansing Church that I run with. Uh, Joel Nagel and Alex Bryant are one of those guys that I run with. Joel leads the church in Lansing, and Alex is also on staff there. Um, and a couple months ago, we, we went on a run. And I remember starting the run, and Joel said, okay, we're going to shoot for six miles today. And I said, okay, six miles. I can do six miles. I've only the, the most I've done is six miles, but I think I can do it today. I was a little unfamiliar with the route. Actually, I was pretty unfamiliar with the route, the route that we were going on. Um, but but we, go, we start on this run. We go for several miles. And I'm feeling pretty good. You know, we're running. And the route that we're on is, is going towards a, a beach. So we're going to go to the beach and then come back. Uh, and as we're getting closer to the beach, we, we reach this. The beach is, is right after a forest preserve. So we're going through this forest preserve. And we start hitting these, like, really sandy hills. Right, so I'm, I'm running up this terrain, and I'm like, I'm huffing and puffing. I'm like, oh man, like I'm starting to feel this, you know. <laughs> and uh, we get over the hills and and make it to the beach and start coming back. And then when we get back over the hills, I'm like, oh man, I'm really feeling this. Like I'm huffing and puffing, and my my calves are burning. Um, and I notice that Joel kind of takes us on a different route going back. And it dawned on me, I'm like. Feels like we've already gone six miles, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm running. I'm like, I'm like, hey, Joel, yo, man, where, where are we at? And he's like, hey, 
Don't worry about it. Just keep running. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm like, I'm trying to push myself. And he's like, like, Kyle, you're doing great. Just keep pushing. I'm like, man. I'm like, okay. Okay, so we're, we're running, right? And at this point, I, I can perceive that we're within, we're within a mile of where we started the run. So I'm like, okay. You know, I'm pushing. But I, I just want to stop. I'm so exhausted. My calves are burning. You know, I'm hopping and popping. This is just difficult. But Joel's pushing. He's like, Kyle, you got this, man. You're almost there. I'm like, like, all right, let's go. Let's keep going. And we make it. But, you know, I, I bring up that, that scenario because I think about how, you know, it was a situation to, to help build my tolerance for the pain, to help build my tolerance in, in the challenge of, of running that route. And I think for us as well, you know, we, we have many challenges that, that uh, call us to, to build tolerance for our pain. And I want to ask you guys, you know, what, what challenges have caused you to want to give up right now? You know, COVID, politics, social injustice, these are, these are examples of what we've currently endured in 2020. And I'm sure the list could continue for, for some of you guys on a personal level as well. You know, I want to ask you, what, what is the list for you? What have, what have been your personal, per, personal spiritual challenges for you? Maybe you're not seeing eye to eye with someone in particular. Maybe you've had a hard time uh, connecting with people on a deeper level. Maybe you're not seeing any results in, in your evangelism or, or the times when you go share your faith. Whatever the challenge is for you, I think it can be seen... I think we, we, we can see them very negatively at times. However, I think God wants us to have a different perspective as we look at these challenges in our lives. You know, instead of seeing them as, as negatives, I think God wants us to see them as opportunities for us to grow in our walk with Him. God wants us to overcome these challenges in order to make it farther in the race. When challenges come our way, we have to pay attention to how we respond because Satan is there waiting to trip us hard. I know many people that drifted from God due to various challenges. And some of these individuals drifted, drifted from God uh, depending on where their faith was with the challenge that they faced. So I want to ask you, how are you dealing with your own spiritual challenges? When we know our Bibles well and stay centered with God in prayer consistently, our ability to persevere becomes so much easier. We have to turn to scriptures that correlate to the issues we are dealing with in our lives. We have to include spiritual peers in our prayer time to help us accurately perceive the challenges we are facing. When we are disciplined in our personal connection to God and his people, our faith begins to tolerate things more easily. The more solid our faith becomes, the steadier we become through the difficult storms that pass. My second point is run with character. Let's turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 2. So, so we've been able to put a face on perseverance, and why it's essential for our walk with God. Now let's add more action to perseverance and understand how our character 
plays a role in the race we are running. So in 2 Timothy chapter 2, we'll be in uh, verse 3. It says, Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. So, you know, high moral character comes from being self-disciplined and hard-working. You know, a soldier, an athlete, a farmer. These are individuals that exemplify what it means to be a hard worker. And Paul, he uses these examples to make a mess, this message very clear to Timothy. Follow the orders of the one who is in charge of you. Compete according to the rules that have been established. And work extremely hard in your walk with God. Paul states that these should be the characteristics of someone who follows Christ Jesus. So as we run our race, our ability to be disciplined in our spiritual walk is a necessity to run well. We have to be hardworking in how we refine ourselves as individuals. You know, if we're looking at a hardworking soldier or athlete, and these guys, they, they persistently seek different ways to develop their craft or skill. They condition their physique to a T. They memorize their, their duties and, and routines. They perfect themselves to be worthy of the position that they hold. So what are you doing now to identify the parts of yourself that need to be sharpened? How often do you ask others about how they see you spiritually? How often do you ask others about what parts of your character need to change? When we ask these questions, Jesus is able to mold us into who he wants us to be. Sharpen yourselves like the soldier or the athlete, and the perception of your path will become clearer as you run. My last point is run with hope. Let's go back to Romans chapter 5, from the beginning. Romans 5, verse, verse 5. So hope, hope is the last tool listed here. And I think this tool is, is critical because hope is what burns the fire of our faith. I remember uh, reading a commentary about this passage, and it, it explained how uh, hope is is confident expectation. Mm -hmm. I'll say it again. Hope is confident expectation. Mm -hmm. So our end result of fighting through suffering is having confident expectation in God. And why, why should we be confident in God? Okay, let's continue here from, from verse 5 in Romans 5. So it says, And hope 
does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his love, his own love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So there are a couple of things Paul shares as to the promises God has already fulfilled. God has given us his Holy Spirit and eternity through Jesus Christ. You know, I think this in itself should give you drive to face anything that comes your way. You know, if God has already given us his Spirit and salvation through Jesus, then what do we have to lose here on earth? When we are confident in God, he is able to move powerfully through our lives. I want to turn to, to one last passage, so I know we've been turning a lot here. We'll, we'll look at one last passage. We're going to turn to John chapter 20. And in this passage, I want to look, I want to look at an individual who, who struggled to have confidence in Jesus. It's so bad. So in John chapter 20, in verse 24, it says, Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nail the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand, and put, put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God, then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. You know, when I look at this, this passage and I think about being in Thomas's shoes, you know, I'm not sure I would, I would, I would have, uh, I think I would also have a hard time doubting like Thomas did. You know, Thomas and the other disciples they didn't perceive Jesus dying on the cross. And, and they, 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 they didn't perceive him res resurrecting after that, right? You know, Thomas could not foresee Jesus' death on the cross. And Thomas lost hope after witnessing this. Thomas lost his confidence in Jesus. And in the same way, I think we can lack such things in our lives as well. You know, God wants us to look for situations where we can't see the end result, but still confidently expect him to move in our lives. You know, earlier in the semester, when I was uh, on MSU's campus, Michigan State University, uh, I, was, I was meditating on this passage. I was reading it as a quiet time. And 
Uh, you know, I was, I was just praying. I was just thinking, like, God, like, what are situations in my life right now where I can't, I can't see the end result, where I just need to believe in you? And, you know, I, I, was, I was taking some time to pray some more, and then I, I uh, went to my, to my laptop, and I was working on stuff on my laptop, uh, working on stuff for campus ministry. And then soon after, I decided to go, go out and share my faith on campus. And, you know, at this point in the semester, you know, during COVID, there's, there's not really a lot of people around, but, um, you know, at MSU's campus, there's normally uh, 45,000 students or more on campus. But, but during COVID, there's only been like 2,000 students over the semester. And myself and Tatiana, Tatiana Reinberg, my co-leader, you know, we reached out to a lot of people on campus. Um, but, but, you know, still at this point, I'm like, you know what, let me, let me just keep going out. Let me just see if I can find someone who wants to study the Bible. So um, I'm out sharing my faith, and I come to this area uh, near a coffee shop. Where there's there's three tables, and at each table there's there's one individual, and they're they're all kind of in pro- close proximity to each other. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, if I reach out to one of these people, I'm sure the other two are going to see me, and they're they're not going to be interested either way. Um, but I'm, I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to. So I walk up to the first table and I, I uh, walk up to the guy and I say, "Hey, man, just trying to see if, if anyone's interested in studying the Bible, or trying to build a relationship with God. You know, is this something that, that you'd be interested in?" And, and he said, "No, you know, I'm, I'm not interested." I said, "Okay." I go to the second table, say the same thing. Hey, just trying to see if people are interested in studying the Bible. Is that something you'd be interested in? She said, "She said, no, I'm not interested." I get to the third table, and at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm sure this guy's already seen me walk up to these other two tables. There's no point in me walking up and asking this guy if he wants to study the Bible. And I'm thinking to myself, man, just turn around, bro. But I, 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 I already noticed that I'm, I'm close to the table, or like I'm right in front of him, so I'm like, okay, might as well just ask him right now. So uh, I interrupt him. He's on his laptop, and he actually had earbuds on, so he took off his earbuds. And I'm like, hey, man, maybe you saw me walk over to these two tables, but I was, I was just asking people if they'd be interested in studying the Bible. Is that something you'd be interested in? And he said, yes, that is something I'm interested in. He said, actually, it's something I've been praying about. And I was like, oh, amen. Sweet. And we exchanged numbers, and since then, you know, we've had a couple meetings, and he's been busy with finals, but we might start studying again soon. But this is, this is such a small example, but I, I use the situation to say that this, this was a situation where I couldn't see the end result. Yeah. But I just I had to see how God would work, right? Yeah, that's so I want to ask you guys, in what ways have you been actively believing in God, even when you were unable to see the end result? Yeah, good question. Good question. This is confident expectation. Yeah. Ask God to put you in situations where you cannot see but where you need to believe in him. Show God that you are confident in him. God has already given us our prize through Jesus, but there is still a race to be run. It is important for us to utilize the tools we have been given to take the course that God has put us on. So in summary, we have to run with perseverance. We need to faithfully fight through the challenges of this world like a boxer or a runner. The challenges we face might be difficult, but God allows them to happen in our lives so that we can build tolerance 
for our pain. Embrace the pain that is tempting you to surrender. We have to run with character. As a soldier of Christ, we are called to be hardworking as we refine our faith. The examples listed in 2 Timothy chapter 2 are individuals who worked tirelessly to sharpen themselves in their positions. So we have to imitate their example as well. We have to run with hope. We have to be aware of the opportunities God is providing for us to be confident in him. As you, as you walk in your faith, confidently expect God to move powerfully in your life. So I believe that these, these are the tools that are necessary to run the race we've been given as Christians. Run as though there is a prize that still needs to be won. Keep running for Jesus until you die. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Save my souls.